football fans, welcome back to the 4th and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So, boys, how are we doing? Doing great. How was your uh, trip up in the wilderness? You know, first time going camping, no, like no power. Yeah, got the outdoors guy. Oh, hey, I'm trying some new things out. You know, you don't know what you like until you try it, and it actually went better than I thought it would, so... You know, might be uh, doing that again next year. So it was, uh, it went well. Caught a fish. You know, everyone else caught about 10. I got one. So uh, with your bare hands or with a fishing pole? You know, fishing pole was involved. Uh, had to take a picture of it to, you know, make sure people actually believed me because anyone who knows me really well knows that it's not really my forte fishing outdoors. So um, pay big bucks to see you jump in the water after a fish. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, Probably not on the golf course. Anything. Might as well do it on the lake, huh? That's true. <laughs> that did happen. I have seen you do <laughs> that. that. Did happen. That's a story for another day. Very much so. So we're uh, recapping the draft again today. We are looking at the South region. So we're doing the AFC and NFC South. Um, then we got some fun with some fantasy rankings. So we're starting our own consensus board. So the four of us put our own rankings in. Then we have our consensus top 10. We're looking at the quarterbacks today. Let's start with the uh, division recap from the NFC South. We're doing the same criteria, favorite pick, least favorite pick, best fit, greatest fantasy impact. Keep an eye out for, which is the outside the fourth round or fourth round and later. Um, And then we're going to rank the division as well, too. So let's start with our favorite pick in the NFC South. Who wants to give us one? Let's slide it over to Jeremy since he wasn't here last week. He'll give him the, the honors. NFC, NFC South, favorite pick. The, the person I had was uh, Desmond Ritter. I kind of figured that that Brady might have this pick as well. Um, but it was a position of need. Uh, they they didn't reach, so they, they waited. Um, and, and I actually think it was really good value. I know he, he was a mile man, um, and we us four liked him. I think uh, he has an opportunity there where he doesn't maybe necessarily have to slot in and play right away. Obviously, Mariota isn't the, the end-all answer. Um, but serviceable enough if you wanted to sort of kind of bring him in and have him, you know, sit for a couple of weeks, learn a little bit, get acclimated and then go in. Um, but I do think this is a player that has the potential to be a guy that, um, you know, you're starting year to year. So I, I think it's good value in the third round and I like the pick and it's, it's also a very kind of seamless transition. If you already like to Mariota's fit into the offense, Ritter is a similar type of um, athlete and a similar type of skill set but I do think he'll be the better quarterback and he eventually went out, uh, went out that position. <clears throat> Over under risk. five and a half games that he plays this year. Under. That he uh, plays? I would say plays. Yeah. I, would, I, was, um, I, I mean, we're going to ask over under like five and a half, like week that he takes over the job. No games that he plays. And I wouldn't count like a red zone rush is like, like he is like in for Mariota. He has yep. to throw at least six passes or something like that you're pretty quick on the under there josh yeah i don't i just don't see a huge they're gonna be bad this year no matter what anyway or more than likely they're not gonna be a good team and i don't so i think maybe the the benefit of him having a year into the nfl and integrating into the offense hopefully they're not you know changing play callers again the following year which actually is likely um getting his feet under his um weight and i know we've seen a lot in the nfl that a lot of quarterbacks have success more when they have a little bit more slow roll like pat mahomes for example um so i think that it's not going to be above five and a half i think it's a pretty good line the risk reward for getting desmond ritter is is beyond words to my opinion just because in the third round if he doesn't pan out then you can use an early day one pick the following year or the year after that and what do we talk about with him at all and what do we talk about him he controls the locker room really well he he works his tail off so i think it's a really good pick and and a good one to start us off with pretty easy for me that was my pick as well too so i for all the reasons jeremy said I think they're going to try and play him a little bit towards the end of the year when they're bad to see if, if this is the guy that they have kind of like what Houston did with Davis mills. I can see if they give him another year. If not, they're going to go get one of these quarterbacks next year. I think it's sold on that pretty easily. I, maybe I was a little bit too quick on the trigger with five and a half under, but I, I could see it though of them giving a shot late in the year. 
Uh, for me, my favorite pick was Iki Iquanu, uh, tackle from NC State at six. I know it's kind of a low-hanging fruit, but I thought a lot of people's OT1 getting that at six and in any draft is really good value. Um, and they didn't really force it. Apparently, you know, a lot of us thought that could go quarterback, but clearly the consensus in the NFL was not to do that. And so I really like the value there with Iki at six. I'll be quick. Uh, my favorite pick went to Tampa Bay, and that was Logan Hall. I love what he could do in that defense and his versatility. First pick and second round. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that too. Let's transition tra- well, transition to our least favorite pick. I'm going to go first. My least favorite pick was Iki Aquano. Okay, that leave. Why is that? What? You thought? Would you say you thought it was Iki? Yeah, I did think it was Iki. They didn't take my yes, offensive tackle, so that's that's where you you get a step down. Um, and I think they could have traded back and gotten a, another day two pick. They're not winning this year. I don't think Carolina's that good. So I I, w- I wish they could have gotten more instead of picking Iki there, and they picked the wrong tackle, in my opinion. I think they're much farther along than Atlanta is, though. When they're like built, I think the overall team talent is a lot better than Atlanta. So I yeah, think they're, they're bottom six team in the NFC, right? Yeah, I'm not bottom yeah. five. No, comfortably. Yeah, I would agree with that. I can't believe we're talking about Iki Kwanu as the least favorite. I knew you were gonna say that. Well, I'm not gonna say a six round pick. Like I'm not gonna bash somebody for making a six round pick. You gotta Okay. So I'll go with my least favorite pick, and that was Desmond Ritter. I'm just kidding. It, it wasn't Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to throw shots at Brady. Uh, I went I went Trevor, I went Trevor Penning. Oh my gosh, I'm so shocked. Well, I mean, it is what it is. We're, we're let's see if it pans out for him. He's gonna have to, to grow up real quick. But he'll play right away. Yeah, you'll find out really quick what you have in Trevor Penning. And let me let me tell you, those defensive linemen in the NFL don't like getting pushed around like that, like that he did in the senior bowl. So he might get some shots at his knees if he keeps doing that. <laughs> Projecting I, uh, injury. You got it. I, I, that away. Okay. <laughs> when did I say – how was I projecting an injury there? I, explain that to me. going to be going at his knees. <laughs> if he continues to do that, I don't think that's – Should have went to Detroit. That's not an egregious statement. Fair enough. Uh, I, Becker, who would you have? I, I'm with the Saints. Um, it's kind of a cop-out. It's Again, it's not that – and Bradley, I think, is on a similar page as me. It's not that I don't, hate – Don't say Chris Olavi. Don't say it. It's not that I hate the pick. It's just that I, I don't really like what they did with all the draft capital. They gave up so much to get Olave. They, they, they just plunged into this year. Yeah. And if, like, let's say it doesn't work out. Let's say their team, like, let's say they're one quarterback away after this year. Like, I don't like, – okay, now what? Now what are you right. doing? Like, you, I just <laughs> – yeah, I don't know. Because I, I with, with the quarterback position still being a question mark, right? Like, James could be the answer. He could be. But at best, right now, it's a question mark. And to give up all of that draft capital with no real future answer, it just doesn't really seem super responsible to me. But, again, I, I love Chris Olave, and he'll be good in the offense, and he'll probably be a really good pro. But I, I, I still struggle with that. I'll be quick with mine. It was just Matt Corral in the third round. I thought the value of Ritter and Willis was significantly better in the third than it was with Matt Corral, so that – for me with the Panthers, I that's who my least favorite pick was. We think he's going to play it all this year. I do. I think he it's will. Probably a similar situation to um, Atlanta with Ritter and that you don't really – it's not a long-term um, solution right now that you have. So might as well see what you have maybe the last six games of the year. I'm, ta- I'm changing my tune. I think I'm taking the over now on Ritter playing. <laughs> if you had to pick one to play more games. Ritter. Interesting. I would pick Ritter. I would as well. You already know who Brady's picking. I think I would probably pick Ritter too. For sure. But, but I don't know. I feel like you have a more solidified temporary answer in Mariota than you do in whatever Carolina. That is I, that I would agree with as well. Okay. Let's move to best fit. I'll, I'll go first since uh, my best fit was already someone's favorite pick. Um, and I, I really liked the Logan Hall pick. I, I'm with Bradley on Logan Hall. Um, I also I think it, I think it was good value, and, and I, I just think it's a really good fit. It was a sneaky uh, position to need for him. Uh, I think he, f- he fits what they want to do there, and he's a really good player. 
I went with Chris Olave. Um, I think that's a, a phenomenal fit, a really good player. I had him as my third wide receiver. They traded up for him, and he fits what their quarterback wants to do. I feel like I've said that for the last three weeks on this episode ever since the draft, but it's the truth, and that's what Jameis likes to do. And I don't think they'll be as aggressive as Jameis was in Tampa Bay, but to have that opportunity makes a lot of sense. I had the same one thing, thing. Yep, I did too. And the one thing I'll add to it, the receive, he compliments the receivers that are already there really yep. well. Michael Thomas and now like Jarvis Landry there too. So um, that really helps too. Well, this might be simple for our greatest fantasy impact. I went Chris Olave, and I, and I don't know if there's even really a contender. Well, there is. Oh, I Drake London. That I think that he's just going to get a lot of targets. There's you think you a- think London's going to be better this year than Olave? It, I, I kind of even forgot about Drake London. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I forgot about him it's, in Atlanta. I don't know, like being the first receiver off the. He was he the first. Yes. Yeah, he was the first it, receiver off the board. Um, and I think that's there's. A lot to be said about that, and he's going to get probably 100, 110 targets maybe this year, some something like that. And with even in a not a great offense, you're going to get production with that. I feel like I'm kind of changing my tune. I totally forgot about Drake London being drafted eighth overall. Yeah, I, I had Drake London just for draft capital. I my my personal opinion would probably be to take Chris Olave ahead of Drake London, but when you get picked eighth eighth overall, you got to figure he's got some sort of role coming with him. Yeah, it's it's Drake London. Honestly, the the thing that gets me to go a little more towards Drake London is the fact that they they signed Juice too. I mean, it, if if Jarvis Landry isn't there at all, you probably have more opportunity there for Chris Olave. Who knows? Maybe maybe he ends up even getting cut. Doesn't make the roster. You never know. Right. The game. But um, but I do think Drake London is just going to get absolutely peppered. And even if his quarterback situation is average at best that many targets i mean warrants you a, a higher more of a fancy impact who are we keeping an eye out for outside of the fourth fourth round or later draft pick i i'll i'll go first i stay with the falcons again i, I like tyler algier um this is a team that doesn't have a ton of playmakers on the roster out i mean outside of drake london and kyle pitts i mean yeah you could say cordell patterson but like what you don't know what you necessarily have there. That could have just been a flash in the pan. And there it is. You don't really always, it's very uncommon to see a, a breakout in what was it? Year eight. He's um, 31. So, yeah. So you don't know exactly what's coming there. Um, and, and, you know, I said, it's in need of playmakers. I mean, look at the, the running back room outside of Patterson. There's really like nothing there. Um, so I think if he has a good camp, like he could potentially earn a role uh, immediately. In redraft, I believe I'll have a lot of him. I think it's going to be a really good late round dart throw because there's a very clear path to work um, with that depth chart not being very impressive uh, with Patterson. I feel like the running back volume there is not going to be great, though. I'm definitely agree with that as well. It's hard to say that because who's their who's their uh, who's their head coach? Arthur Smith, who likes to run the ball. Exactly. That's yeah. So there's there's two different arguments to it. they just they have a lot of things that they need on that roster still. For sure. I went to uh, Cologne Barnes, cornerback uh, from Baylor. Guy can absolutely move. They picked him in the seventh round. If he can really clean Panthers up some footwork. Correct. Yes. Sorry. Um, if he can clean up some footwork stuff, he's got the natural ability as far as movement skills to be a really good corner in this league. And at worst, he's going <laughs> to play some special teams because he can fly. So, like, what a good gunner to have, too. So, I think he's an, a name that you should keep an eye on for. I went with Co-Keeft, um, the tight end slash fullback slash specialty player uh, from the Gophers in round six. Rumors are that he's ab- absolutely killing it in Tampa Bay right now with his rookie mini camp and all that stuff too. He's for sure going to make the roster. They need help at tight end. He's not going to be a fantasy impact or anything like that, but he's going to play for them on special teams and great value in six rounds. Let's rank the division. I'll start. Uh, I'll go Panthers one, Falcons two, Bucks three, Saints four. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I think you have to play into account of how much they spent with capital. And that's, I think, for me, that plays into it. So I also had the Saints last. I had Falcons one, Bucks two, Panthers three, Saints four. Go ahead, Jeremy. I, I'm way different. I went, I, I think you're going to be surprised, Brady, but I went Falcons one. Panthers two, Bucks three, Saints four. 
Oh my gosh, I went Saints one. What? Uh, what do you Atlanta love about the three. Saints? Two impact players right away to start the. One. I understand what they gave up. They have two impact players. They're in win now mode. I think they have one of the five best rosters in the NFC. So they have a okay. shot to win the Super Bowl this year. They do. Yeah, I mean, thirty-two I think, teams. I think the, I think their defense is legit. Oh yeah, their defense is more than That's, legit. That, there's no question about that. So it's just on number two, basically. Top, top five unit in the, the league, you think? Defense? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that would be a fair statement. Okay, well, hopefully I have a little bit more connection with you guys for the AFC side. Let's move to the AFC South. Our, our beloved AFC South. <laughs> the fan favorite. Who was our favorite pick in this uh, division? Uh, First of all, before – before we do these picks, I think we're going to be talking a lot about uh, our beloved Houston Texans because they were very active on draft night. I'm not saying one word about the Houston Texans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then I will be talking a lot about them. I'll start with my favorite pick, John Mechie, going to the Houston Texans. Love the player. I th- Like I said last week, if he was healthy, probably went in top 35 pick, in my opinion. Um, very productive at Alabama and has a lot of traits, if he's healthy, to be a really good receiver in this league. I like it. And uh, for me, my favorite pick was Devin Lloyd uh, out of Utah um, going to the Jaguars. I thought getting that value in the late late first, I think, is really going to help them. I know um, that he's been mocked a lot in like the early to mid teens in the the process. So getting that value, I think, is really beneficial for them. I went with Bernard Raymond. Round three, I believe he was taken in. Uh I think he, he has a chance to start right away at right tackle for them for the Indianapolis Colts. Good pick. Uh, I also had a Texan. I went with Jalen Petrie. Uh, I like Petrie a lot. I, I think he helps their defense. I mean, they're, they're trying to take good football players and um, figure out, you know, how that affects their team. And, and he fits the bill, uh, in my opinion. And, and I think it was a, a good spot to nab him there in the second round. Let's let's shift gears to least favorite pick. I feel like I have a surprising one for you guys. What's that? I went, I went with Chad Muma. And round three. Really? We love the player. I should have been a mile, man. Probably he could have been. Should have been. We I pounded we like, the table for him in our meeting. We like Chad Muma, but I don't like them trading up to get Devin Lloyd and then using a premium pick. And I, I think a round three pick is still a premium pick. Oh, yeah. You're you're I one you're getting on another linebacker. So especially since you signed Luaquan in the offseason to play linebacker for you. So are you playing three linebackers? That's not the NFL these days. You got to play with two linebackers in the NFL. So I, I just don't get the another linebacker. That's where I'm at with it too. Uh, we love the player, but yeah, when you trade up uh, to go get you know your guy in the first round to go back into the first round and get him there, you know you gave up some some draft capital there to be able to do that move, and now in the third round where lots of teams are finding value, you know you double up on the position and uh, for a team that has a decent amount of needs. I mean, it, at, at a position that we, we agree is valuable, but it, it's not under the premium position category. Yes. Yep. Agreed. I went with Kenyon green 15th overall. I had him as my third interior offense alignment and he was taken first. So that's the only reason I think he fits what the Texans are going to try to do <clears throat> as far as like a lot of big physical linemen trying to move big power run game. I think he'll fit that. But as far as player wise, I think he was third. I had at that position. And don't hear what I'm not saying. I went with uh Walker um, for, to the out of Georgia going to the Jags. I just think that you you're betting on traits where with Hutchinson, you had traits plus high production. And I think that's just a case of overthinking it. Yep. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said it. Bradley wanted to say it. Let's go. I did, I did want to, but I, I wasn't going to. Best fit for me was Derek Stingley Jr. He's with Lovey Smith. I think he's going to be really good. I wouldn't have taken him at three. I would have taken Sauce, but I, I think he's going to be great in Houston. I went with Brady's favorite player, uh, Bernard Ryman, um, going to Indianapolis. I, oh. I think it was. Oh, I thought you meant like like my favorite player. I'm like, I feel like I wasn't that high on him in the draft class. <laughs> no, I, I, I yeah. believe you put him as your favorite pick for the division. I did. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So um, 
has the opportunity to start a really good opportunity on a really good offensive line. And I think he's a good player. So um, hopefully he gets an opportunity. I also went with Brady's favorite player. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Gosh. Brady doesn't even know. Best vid I uh, John Metchie the third uh, going to the Texans. I think that's Bradley's favorite player. Yep. Indeed. That is and my favorite I, player. Yeah, just gonna get work right away and get targets. Um, and I think for a third round, no, second round rookie uh, receiver, that's not necessarily guaranteed. And so I really like that for John Mechie. Greatest fantasy impact. Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. Is there a different answer? I don't really think so. I, I'm gonna throw I, I Damian Pierce the, would beat the second Damian one. Damian Pierce would yeah. be the second one for me. That, Dude, that, he's gonna be a good dart throw too. I'm I like me some Damian Pierce this year. I love me some Damian Pierce. Keep an eye out Runs for hard. <laughs> real hard. Or <laughs> hard running team. It's great. Speaking of running hard, um, outside the fourth round, I went with Hassan Haskins in Tennessee. It's exactly who I did too. Wasn't he in the fourth round? I I view this as fourth round or later. Okay. For me, I just didn't find anybody in the fifth or seventh round, so I went with the fourth round. <laughs> How about the sixth round? How about the sixth round? I was going to say him, but I was trying to follow the rules. Uh, so the so guy will follow her. <laughs> the guy who I went with was uh, Curtis Brooks, D lineman from Cincinnati. D lineman from Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, okay. That's baby. So I'm not going to lie to you. I went with a guy because he has a really awesome name. Snoop. Snoop. I knew it. Snoop, baby. When I was going through this list, I was like, somebody's picking Snoop for sure. 100% I'm picking Snoop, Connor. Are you kidding me? He's going to ball out this year. Let's rank the division. Yeah. What'd you say? Everyone else playing fantasy. He's playing darts. It's the buzzword today. said it twice. (laughs) You said it like three or four times. Check Uh, the tape. We'll check the tape. Roll it, roll it. Uh, Yep. Uh, So rank the division. I'm not going first because the last one didn't go well for me. (laughs) I'm going Texans one, Titans two, Jacksonville three, Colts four. Really? I went Texans one, Jags two, Colts three, Titans four. Help me out, Jeremy, please. (laughs) I went (laughs) I went Texans, Titans, Colts, Jags. I went Colts, Texans, <laughs> Titans, Jags. I love the Colts draft. <laughs> why do you guys yeah. like the Why do you guys like the Titans draft? He was third for me. Are you kidding? Me? Third no. out of fourth. John, <laughs> the, the Titans John. and the Titans and Colts to me were kind of like a toss up. I, I mean, you traded away your best player. I hated that Gordon trade Fulham. so much. Oh, I. I <laughs> I guess I try. I'd really try. I guess you could, if you take that into account, you you have to. It was on draft day. I know, but I I was trying to look. That is a good point. Um, Someone needs to explain the salary cap to our lovely athletic trainer. I guess everybody got explained to every team too, because no one has a problem getting under it. Because they get rid of players like this. I mean, Burks is a good villain. McCreary is good in the second round. Petit Fryer, I like him in the third. Petite Fryer did not have good tape. Yeah, but third round? Third round's okay. I'm okay with that, but I'm just saying I'm not going to pound the table for someone you know, who got You know what draft warped. pick he was? Okay, we're, we're, no, we're going to take a... We're, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. One word. Noise. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at fourth and a mile pod that's fourth and a mile pod thanks guys and now back to the sports welcome back into the fourth and a mile podcast it's time for some consensus rankings so we all went through our quarterback rankings um and got our fourth and a mile consensus top 10 so we're going to go through that maybe give a little bit of a an outlook for them right now one thing we should note it's extremely early <laughs> so these are going to change um we're currently only in the middle of May, late May. So things can happen. We can change this stuff. Let's start from 10 and we'll make our way to one. Give a little detail on these players. Um, at number 10 is Tom Brady. Uh, Josh was the highest at pick eight or ranking him at eight. Um, Bradley had him at nine. I had him at 11. Jeremy had him at 12. What do you guys think about Tom Brady? 
ultra productive, gets a lot of touchdowns as well. I think his floor is fairly safe, which is what you want, in my opinion, in a quarterback. You want somebody that you know week in and week out. He's primed for at least 15 to 20 points. Might pop off for a 30-point week every so often, but very rarely does Tom Brady not produce, and that's kind of what you want in a quarterback. Are we all concerned concerned about injuries to Chris Godwin and then Gronk not being there? I think Gronk Gronk is coming back. I I think think so, too. I think as long as Brady is there, Gronk is going to try to kind of align himself with Brady. And I think right now I'm just not betting against him until proven that he doesn't have it. And I, I especially could, because his value in fantasy and in the NFL is just not predicated on his athleticism. It's just based on his mind, which is apparently sharper than ever, as we saw last year. So that's why I have him as high as eight uh, this year. Let's talk about something non-fantasy related. This guy's going to make more money calling games in the booth than he is ever throwing a football. It's incredible. It's wild. He's never done it. He's never, yeah. doesn't have any he's never done it. How do we know he's good? I know. I, 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 yeah, I guess I, he's good at Twitter, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to. Oh, he's got it. There's no way he's, he rebranded himself immediately when he went to Tampa Bay and it's gone fantastic. <laughs> People love him now. I think everybody loved Tom Brady before that too. Nah, but he was like, he was like the, the Darth Vader. Everyone lo- hated him. Like he was like, because he was so good and they kept on winning. I think generally speaking, people like him a lot because he's funny on Twitter more. Speaking um, of hating Tom Brady. Somebody's got him at 12. I have big, one big spot hater. Brady. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> he's, he's a big he's hater. A hater. Big hater. Let's move to our ninth player, Dak Prescott. Um, so Bradley and Jeremy have him at eight. Um, Josh and I have him at 10. So there is a uh, 2v2 here. I guess, Josh, start with us um, having him at 10 and being just a, a tad lower. Josh, do you team. not want the piece of the pie this year or what? You're not hungry. <laughs> we eat, but we starving. But for, uh, for, <laughs> for Dak, I just don't know where those targets for Amari are going to go. And I don't really feel like that. As far as the Amari level of confidence, I'm not there on the ancillary pieces for that Dallas offense at this point. I don't, I don't know. I can maybe Brady chime in here. What do you think about Dak so far this year? Well, can, I, can I counter argument that? So you don't know yes. where Amari Cooper's are going to Amari Cooper's targets are going to go, but we know they're going somewhere. So that doesn't affect Dak Prescott. In my opinion, that might the quality of the target. It certainly does. He's going to have the same amount of passing attempts. That's not the question. It's who's going to get those targets is it going to be more cd lamb is it going to be more dalton schultz is it going to be zeke elliott jalen told they're not as good right so the yeah be a target to amari cooper is not going to be the same as a a target to like jalen tolbert would you agree with that as far as i agree with that yeah no i agree with that right so that's kind of why i'm thinking like yes passing volume is still going to be very high but so this might unlock unlock cd lamb Oh, it, I definitely think that he'll have a better year. Guy. One year too early. Maybe they'll maybe they'll sign Jalen Rager after he gets cut by the Eagles. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. The value of Jalen Rager's targets over Amari Cooper for sure. It, it also was – he was quarterback eight last year, and it was his second lowest uh, rushing yards year. That's interesting. That could, that could yeah. go back up. So, and that's that's the ticket for him to be able to ascend I, I, up these rankings for me. Yeah, I don't know if it does because obviously, you know, he was kind of battling a lot of injuries last year at, at different times, whether it was the preseason or, a, you know, a little bit into the year or whatever and still coming off injury. But, I mean, I don't know, quarterback eight. Yeah, you lose, you lose uh, Amari Cooper, but. I just don't think it does that much to him. And, and Zeke was not that great last year. So if he's better, that that probably helps him. Like, are you confident enough in Dalton Schultz being the – if he is the second passing option in this Dallas offense, do you feel comfortable drafting Dak at quarterback nine? Yes. I do. That's why I have him at Schultz, eight. Schultz is tight end two. He ain't the second option. Are you kidding me? He's tight end two. Jake Ferguson on the squad. Okay. <laughs> Turn up on Scotty. 
say that one more time and we're going to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to our number eight player. Uh, Joe Shiesty, Joey Burrow, Joe Cool, whatever you want to call him. Joe Burrow is our eighth overall player. Um, I have him at six. Josh has him at nine. Bradley, 11. And Jeremy at 10. All right. So tell us why we're wrong. I think the passing volume. I, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. You saw them change that towards the end of the year last year. Um, and his offense line is so much better. He's going to be having time in the pocket too. His last five games, he threw 40 times, 34, 22, 46, and 39 pass attempts. Yeah, I guess that was my argument against it is that are we going to base it off of what he did the last five weeks? Because that's I don't think that's a sustainable model for him, and I don't think that's what Zach Taylor is trying to do. I think Zach Taylor is going to say, hey, you get 25 to 28 passing attempts, whereas people that we say above this are probably going to be in the 30s to 35s. Do you think he's going to give us anything on the ground? I'm not, that's not what I'm basing it off of. No, I would. I, I mean, he will. Like, he, he, he will. He does have some rushing capability. I know you're removed from the injury. I do think his athleticism lends itself to being able to give us, you know, two, three, maybe 200 yards a year, maybe. 200 yards rushing. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's ridiculous. I, I, he had no, 118 last year, so. I, I guess, yeah, 200 is not a – I feel like it's not a really high benchmark. For that's him to hit. very fair point. <laughs> So I guess I'm spoiling a little bit, but I have two top 10 Bengals receivers next year. So somebody's got to throw them the ball. Did you say two top 10? Two top 10 or top 12, I think it is. T. Higgins? There's two top 10. Yep. Spoiler. Sorry. Oh, is it Come Tyler, back two weeks from now. We'll Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. <laughs> no, no chance. No chance. By the way, I hate Joe Burrow. I, I just told you why. I just don't think his model is as sustainable. Um, in the regular season, he threw the ball over 30 passing attempts twice, and that was the last two games of the season that he played. And, and they clearly have a role for Joe Mixon, and they want to be a running team just based on what they have on defense. And I just don't see the volume being as great as guys we're going to talk about in, um, nine players in front of them. They're going to be a really good team. I think they're going to be ahead in a lot of ball games this year. I. I'm, I'm in the same boat as Bradley. I just see like a little bit of regression to the mean, like just a little bit, you know, just that volume going down a tad. Joe Mixon maybe getting just as much work. And if their defense is. And I haven't, I haven't done much looking on ADP as far as where Joe Burrow's at these days, but I'm guessing it's going to be closer to what Brady has him ranked than what like I have him ranked at 11. Like I'm I guessing if you want Joe Burrow, you're probably gonna have to take him as quarterback five or six. And for me, I if that's the case, I won't have any shares of Joe Burrow. For sure. I, I'd rather take the upset of somebody who's gonna get those rushing yards that we just talked about. Yep. Let's move to uh, number seven, Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos. Um, Josh and Jeremy have him at seven, Bradley has him at six, and I have him at nine. Um, I guess I'll start with why I I, I hate Russell Wilson, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> says I hate him. <laughs> uh, I just – I don't know what the system's going to be there. Hackett's coming from Green Bay. That's a running system. They have two running backs there too. If I'm going to have Russell Wilson up that high, then I probably need to have Aaron Rodgers a little bit higher too. And I just – I don't know what the system's going to be. It's probably going to be a run-based offense. It's it's just – it's a juggling match for me. I just don't – I don't know. And plus he was hurt last year. So, Bradley, you have the highest here. Why do you – Yeah, I just think Russell – efficiency is greater than any part that we mentioned already. So he might not have the volume that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have, but what he does with his attempts, how he is effective running the football, like what generally what we see with quarterbacks is as they age, they, they continue to run less and less and less. And I think with Russell Wilson, it's his wisdom when it comes to running is so much better than a lot of the other players. He doesn't take a lot of hits. He knows when he needs to get out of the pocket. And plus he's got three really, really good receivers. You talk about two top 12 receivers in Cincinnati. He's probably got two top 15 receivers in Denver right now with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I I would say too, like to add to the positives behind Russ is like when we talk about the rushing attack and the rushing game kind of being a focal point, which it probably will be if you look at kind of similarities between that and what they've done in green Bay and then Hackett's, you know, resume with down in Jacksonville. But if you're talking just to that point, I mean, worst case scenario, you're talking about the same problem about the same volume he had in Seattle with 
maybe a, a di more different options as far as is uh, his guys go. Like the really good point. Options. That is a really good point. So if it's if it's at all better, I mean, now you're talking about where he's scratching this maybe five, maybe six overall quarterback uh, range that we're talking about. He's then there is always the so quit asking. He's number nine. <laughs> so then there always is always the chance that he like quote unquote cooks like because we've always been asking you know Pete Carroll to let him let it go because he's got great great weapons there in Seattle. Just wait so, until Drew Lock cooks this year, then oh then Pete's going to be knowing what he's doing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And let's just make this clear. I called this like three years ago. If Drew Locke goes off. The next Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Yep. Goodness. That's what you got to do sometimes. Wow. Okay. Number six, Jalen Hurts. Josh and Jeremy had him at six. Did you guys cheat off each other? Um, and then Bradley had him at seven, and I had him at eight. Thought He's a guy Hurts. I could feel he that I could six. <laughs> move up a little bit, even so. I think his rushing – is super high and then his i think volume and efficiency in the air are going to go higher with aj brown being in the offense and then devonta smith taking a step i don't think either of those are remotely bold what do you guys what are your thoughts i when he finishes qb9 last year and i think he's got some positive regression coming with the addition of aj brown and just a better lineup around him so that's why i have him at 7 i took him up a couple spots um and certainly this is one of those guys where like this guy has the capability of being the quarterback 1 but he also has the capability of being quarterback 15 in my opinion like his ceiling is so high but his floor is about i would say he could he could arguably be like a qb 17 yep no, I absolutely agree with that. A guy like Russell is going to be – his range of outcomes are much more narrow than yeah. a guy like uh, Jalen Hurts. Move on to our number five player, and we all have him ranked five in our, our uh, ranking. So he is our consensus fifth player. Um, Kyler Murray, Arizona quarterback. How do we feel about Kyler? It's an interesting uh, thing with Kyler because you're losing DeAndre Hopkins for six games. And so that's going to – you know, that's a good chunk of the year. So what – production as far as you know kyler murray's targets are you losing with that like how far down do you move him because of that suspension i don't really necessarily think you have to because i think you'll think those games he's going to be a lot better of a rusher and he's going to mm -hmm. do more with his legs hollywood brown helps having him there helps that for sure not they're not in the same stratosphere i've no. been pretty hard on hollywood brown since the trade um so i'm not gonna, not gonna when, sit on, not gonna sit here and float him a bone at this point because he has had one thousand yard receiving season you guys remember when you guys were like driving the float for deandre hopkins and i was like slow down i think the clip is not that oh good. yeah he's done oh. go home so you predicted he was gonna get suspended if you know you know <laughs> I, let's not forget either that Kyler was quarterback 10 last year and only played in 14 games. Yeah. Um, so like, this is a guy His floor a, is so high. Ridiculous it's in, that's high. it's, there's a tier. I, we still have to, I guess, have talk about tiers and like, but there's a pretty big tier grade tier break in my opinion, from five to six that like you were saying, the, the floor for Kyler is very high. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? We all had him at five. And then when you go to Jalen Hurts, that, that's when we really start yep. like shifting our rankings and stuff like that. So that's a really good point about the tiers. And what a lot of people do with, with their tiers, it's not really necessarily ranking players now. What people do is they put people in tiers. And when you go to your draft, you pick that player in the tier. Whether or not you have them at 11 or 12, if they're in the same tier, it's basically pick your poison. At four, all of us had this guy ranked as our fourth quarterback. So it's Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. Um, I think Lamar's going to be sneaky good this year. I feel like he's just going under the radar. Technically, it's a contract year for him. If he doesn't get his deal done, I think he's going to have an awesome year. I feel like a big bounce back year coming for him. Yeah. He's been listening to all the noise. Man, leave that. For sure. I think. Is this a bold take? I think Baltimore can win that division. That's not a bold Cincinnati. take at all. I would probably pick them over Cincinnati at this point. Yeah. And it's not that, I that's not, would, it's not that bold. We're sipping, I would probably we're sipping, go Cincinnati. We're, we're sipping off the Super Bowl run for Cincinnati. You're not wrong. 
And that's, I feel like, and I guess I don't know the stats behind this, but when you lose in the Super Bowl, I feel like there's this hangover period that's far greater than when you win the Super Bowl. We have seen that. In, we have seen that in the past. So, five year hangover. <laughs> probably a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, anything else about Lamar? Should we move to our number three player? Talk me I off f- the ledge because I feel like my personal rankings, I have his arrow moving down. Like, I want Lamar. Yes, I want to switch him and Kyler. Like, not necessarily now, but I'm just like, I'm kind of leaning that direction. Because I feel here's, like the weapons, pitch for. they can't get any receivers to go there. So who is he going to throw to the ball to outside so when, of Mark Andrews? So when, and, when did Lamar have one of his best seasons? This is when they were running those three tight end sets with Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, yeah. Mark Andrews. They're moving back to that. They traded Hollywood Brown. They drafted a couple tight ends. Mark Andrews is obviously the probably the best tight end in the league as far as fantasy is concerned. And J.K. Dobbins is coming back. You need a good running back as well. Um, Devontae Freeman just doesn't get the job done at some point. Don't so forget I forget about Bateman. They drafted Bateman in the first. No, that's round not. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Bateman fits what the Baltimore Ravens do better than. Did you ever Hollywood. see the Gophers offense? Yeah, that's what he, I'm saying. He was like, he's like to a T. Oh, that's a really good point. <laughs> I really yeah. like that point. But you're welcome, Josh. Get yeah. back on the train. All right. Welcome. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't talk about Devin Duvernay. Well, okay. Hey. But who's the third target? Do you think is J.K. Dobbins going to be the third leading target getter for that offense? As far as catching? Yeah. So oh, targets no. through the air. Mark Andrews. Rashad Bateman, who's number three? Devin Duvernay. Oh, boy. Why don't you like that? I like Duvernay. I think he's a All good right. player. All right. I kind of like Tyler Wallace, but I think Duvernay. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I do. He might get cut. Uh, <laughs> number, I'm just kidding. Number three. Um, so three of us had this player at three, and one of us had him at two. I guess if you've so been listening to Pete Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is our third quarterback. And if you've listened to the whole podcast, you know who the person is that's different than the other three. That would be me. I am I'm way out on left field, I guess, today. Um, it's one spot. Let's not act like that. that's way different. But we're different. Like, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Two, two looks better than three. So the reason for, I have Mahomes at three is just I don't know – I don't know where those targets are going to go for Tyreek Hill that are going to be the similar value to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can't overlook what Tyreek Hill did. There'll be times where Mahomes threw a five-yard slant and Hill took it to the house. So I don't think Mahomes is in trouble, but I do think that you have to be cautious and, and cognizant of the fact that Tyreek Hill is not there. Yeah, a bunch of Mahomes haters. That's fine. We'll talk. We'll why do you have him at two? Why, like, talk us He's off the, the best ledge quarterback of, in football. Well, I, I'm like best football quarterback. I'm not disagreeing with that. So he's got to do everything for him. He certainly is. So I, I just believe in the player. I think he's the best quarterback. So anything else like to that. add to him? Okay. Number two, Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers, poised for an absolute crazy season what do you guys think about justin herbert i could not be happier where his direction is going as far as like a fantasy player um his weapons that he has the fact that austin eckler is a, an asset out of the backfield for him i feel like there's a lot of opportunities for justin herbert to to do a lot of good things yeah he had a phenomenal year last year and i think his team only got better yeah, and for me, that's kind of the tiebreaker for Herbert and Mahomes was the weapons that Herbert has. I like more than the weapons that Mahomes has. Yeah, that's would, fair. Would you agree with that, Brady? Probably. Just based on just the weapons? Yeah. I think it's close, though. I, I really do. Who's the number one target for Keenan. both teams? I'm saying, like, who is, who is the best receiver out of both of those receiving cores? It's Kelsey. Yeah, probably Kelsey, yeah. I would agree with that. For at least the next couple of years. But Keenan and Mike, Mike Williams are two and three. So then it's like, okay, who's who's four? Is it Juju? Everett. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Let's move on. <laughs> no surprise here. Our number one player is Josh Allen. I don't know if there's anything to add. He's been the top player the last two years. Yep. And so mm-hmm. this is something where 
it's statistically not likely he will finish like it's a higher or lower than 50% chance that he'll finish at one, but his range of outcomes is <laughs> really narrow. And it'd be, if he's played 17 games, he's not getting outside of the top four, in my opinion. Agreed. Like that's, I just don't see the range of, and maybe if Gabe Davis ends up maybe taking a step, Stefan Diggs, we've already seen what he can do, but maybe Dawson Knox, but where the rubber hits the road is goal line. James Cook. James Cook. Um, oh. Goal line, rushing opportunity, and then through the 20s, he still gets rushings, rushing work as well. How much do you think his rushing fluctuates this year? So last year was the most yards he's had on the ground. How many years? How many yards did he have? Uh, 763. Wow. That's so many rushing yards. I think it goes down. They already said that they want to try and limit his rushing ability. And it, I think getting taking hits. And obviously, cue in James Cook, Stan. But getting James Cook there as a receiving back helps Josh Allen. Becker, um, how many touchdowns on the ground did he get last year? Six, yeah, that, which is his lowest. That's kind of my <laughs> – like where I think that will equal out a little bit too, where his touchdowns will go up and his yardage likely will go down, where he'll still have quite a bit of value, obviously, there. Do you agree that he's in a tier of his own? No. On the quarterback position? No. I, I think the top think so. five are in the same tier. I do as well. Because if Kyler Murray plays all 17 games, I think him and Josh Allen could be in the same same tier. I would agree with that statement. But I don't the likelihood that Kyler Murray plays all 17 games, I think is less than Josh Allen. So which is yeah, I just think naturally when you talk about body type and they do the same style of play, similar style of play. Yeah. But there any uh, go ahead. No, please. I was gonna move on. I would I was gonna see if there's any guys outside of our because we're moving on to the running back position. Any guys outside of our top 10 that you kind of want to throw out for general thoughts? Trey Lance. All right, let's talk Hello. about Trey Lance. Yeah, because that's the probably the biggest discrepancy that we have in our you it's know, massive. Yeah. It's huge. So Brady yeah. had him at seven, uh Becker had him at 17, Bradley at 14, I had him at 15. So hop talk off the to call, us about Becker. huh. Becker needs to hop off the call right now. <laughs> 17, are you kidding? I, <laughs> I'm giving you – I'm just I'm giving sure you – sure it'll change by the time camp comes around, but right now we don't know exactly what – You don't know if he's going to start. I think I, in my, if I were to forecast this in the next two months, you guys would probably move him up if he, if he was the starter, correct? Certainly. Yes. Okay. And I think also, – Also, what we need to talk about Deshaun Watson because we don't know what's happening legality-wise, <laughs> but if he's – not suspended or if he's suspended for two games or something like that. Like we have him as our consensus 16. If he plays more than 15 games, we're, we're obviously all going to move him up. But yeah. so if, if it's something where you want to dart throw, keep an eye on Deshaun Watson. I think if it's less than, or if it's four or less games, he moves up into my top 12. Yeah. Is that bold? Like, yeah, I do. Uh, if if, I if it's so. four I games, I think it's, I, no, if he no. misses four games, I oh. think that, because then if you, so then if you said like, okay, Dak is guaranteed to get, you know, hurt the first four games of the year, and then he's going to be great week five on, you probably wouldn't draft him in the top 10, right? So I think that you have to have that similar mindset with someone that's guaranteed not to play four games. I'm kind of, no. I'm kind of anticipating he's going to miss at least four. I think so too. I, I would say that's <laughs> the minimum. My gut says six, but it, I would say the minimum – Actually, I'm I'm backtracking. If he misses four games, like I'm not taking, I'm not taking Deshaun Watson over Aaron Rodgers. No way. Yeah, I'm definitely taking Aaron. He's Rodgers he's over twelve Deshaun. for me. I'm not taking him over Matt Stafford. He's fourteen nope. for me. I'm I believe Kirk Cousins is poised for a good year. He has he's my thirteen. So I think the only person I would move him above right now would be Derek Carr. I think that's a bad take. I would I would take Deshaun Watson over Matt Stafford for sure. Really? Interesting. With, with, with him, you know he's only playing 13 games. That is the when, max. When do you want your team to be playing the best as far as fantasy? I want to be able to get there but, first, though. Yeah, we, we I mean, if, if if your team is in that rough of a shape where you cannot get another quarterback to service you for four games, you know what I mean? You're I, picking maybe a Tua to back him up or you're picking a Derek Carr to back him up. 
He's he's currently getting drafted as quarterback 13. I don't have a massive problem with that right now. One after Tom Brady, one before Trey Lance. Okay, both of those players are going to move. <laughs> he just wins at that. Okay, this is my last question. So based on maybe the where we have these guys positioned right now, if our drafts were this week, who would you have most rostered of these guys based on where they're at? And that's a fair yep. one outside of Trey Lance. Cause that was kind of the low hanging fruit. Cause we kind of just touched on yep. that. Um, for me, it would probably be Russell Wilson. I think I his think floor is pretty safe and I'm okay with a safe floor uh, with a quarterback. I think Joe Burrow for me. You would take Joe Burrow. I think, do you have an ADP on him right now, Jeremy? Yeah, I'll say your answer. I'll say mine, and then I'll read you guys the top ten. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, mine was mine was going to be Russ. Now I had the luxury of looking at the ADPs, and once I saw the ADP, it was like a case closed for me. So Josh Allen is currently ADP one. Then it's Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Joe Burrow. Ouch. Okay. Ouch. I mean, he's my, he's my sixth quarterback, but I just taking that early. Then it's Aaron Rodgers at seven, which I don't, I'm that's that's early. Uh, Dak at eight, Mm -hmm. Jalen hurts at nine, which is Stafford at 10, then Russ at 11, which I huge in on that. Uh, Tom Brady at 12 and then Deshaun at 13. So I'm, I'm Tom Brady. Trey Lance. Tom That's Brady's pretty mean. awesome value there, I think. And it was Russell Wilson for me too. That's that's good value. That would be really good value. Let's do our ones got to go quick. So these are our ranking seven through ten for our consensus. Which one of these guys has to go? Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, or Tom Brady? I'll be uh, quick. Um, Joe Burrow's my answer, just because I think all these other guys bring a little bit different uh, to the table than Joe Burrow does. Um, as far as a fantasy perspective, and they've done it for longer. And I think that Joe Burrow doesn't have the volume that these other three do. Goat's got to go for me. Tom Brady, he's my lowest. He is also my lowest. Yeah, we know you're a goat hater. I have Dak going, yeah. which That's interesting. I don't like. <laughs> you're throwing out the whole pie, all of it. Yep. Go on. It's not you that big of a pie anymore. A it's, a, it's a massive pie. And that pie is shrinking a little bit. No, Amari. Wow. Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Get Dak out of here. Dak uses Jaylen. Amari Cooper and he just throws him, throws him out the door. Yep. Oh, uh, well, that was I'm... the pie. I guess that was the pie. <laughs> it's not... still a pretty awesome pie, but not nearly as big. Well, silk or apple. Oh, no, it's got to be apple pie. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you.